What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today is another edition of the Overthinking MTG Podcast, the show where we take a look at an individual magic card and talk about it for at least 10 minutes, and today is Wednesday, which means Random Card Wednesday. So I am on scryfall.com, where you're going to hit the Random Card button, take a look at whatever comes up, and I will... Find something to say about it for the next 10 minutes. Let's see what we're looking at here. Harmless Offering is the card that we landed on, which is pretty fantastic. So Harmless Offering is a sorcery for two and a red that says target opponent gains control of target permanent you control. I love this card. I love cards that do things like this. This is just screaming for jank build arounds, which is exactly what I'm here for. Now, this goes really, really well in decks like uh, Zedru, the Great Hearted, which is a commander where you get where you get to actually draw cards and I believe gain life um, when your opponents control permanence you own. So when you've given away your things, you get benefit as a result. You know, the it's the, the you know this the selfless. It's not quite selfless giving. But it's this notion of giving to your opponent um, as a way of benefiting yourself. Now, <clears throat> the way that those decks are commonly built is with cards that have really drastic downsides. So cards like Grid Monitor that says you cannot play creature spells. You know, but it's like a 4-6 for 4 or something like that. Or it's, it might be 6-6. Six, six. It's one of those, it's an overly costed creature, but it has a really significant downside. So it actually makes it permanent spells, now that I think about it. In any event, Grid Monitor is one example. There's also Rust Elemental, where at the beginning of your upkeep, you need to sacrifice an artifact. If you can't, you tap it, and it deals damage to you. Um, so things like that um, are what really make cards like Harmless Offering or Zedru, um, or cards like... Um, like Trickster God's Heist is another good example of a card that allows you to uh, swap you swap your cards for your opponents. Um, Chrome Shell Crab. Uh, there's also now I'm just now I'm just naming cards. Um, um, there's also Switcheroo. Uh, they're, they're just it's it's a it is a long-standing tradition for jank players like myself to find weird ways to give our opponents our stuff and for that to be to our benefit somehow. Because when you think about it, like if, if you're playing the magic that we've all learned when we first started, like I have a 2-2, you have a 3-3, I shouldn't attack because your 3-3 wins. Okay, cool. Like if you're working with vanilla creatures, Handing your opponent another body to work with doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like it, it seems like a really, really bad idea, actually. Um, and it is in most situations. Just handing your opponent something is a bad decision. <laughs> like it's not a good idea to give your opponent an asset that they can work with and they can operate alongside, or you know, they can do something with, unless you have a very specific reason. Uh, other, So there are a couple of other great ways that you can take advantage of this. And actually, come to think of it, now that I think about it, actually, I have built a... Uh a deck in Historic that runs Harmless Offering, um, and that deck actually uses nine lives. So what it does is it hands your opponent nine lives. Nine lives has a very interesting, uh, an interesting couple of phrases on it. Um, one, it has Hexproof, which is whatever. It is what it is. Um, something we need to work around in that particular deck. But it also says you can't lose the game unless certain parameters are met. But if it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game immediately. So the goal is you hand your opponent Harmless Offering, or you use Harmless Offering to hand your opponent nine lives. They're thinking, great, I'm immortal. What can possibly go wrong? And then you play uh, Cyclone Summoner and return all permanents to their owner's hand. So you pick nine lives back up, they immediately lose the game. Boom, just like that. Um, the other great, another great trick you can pull off with Harmless Offering, as well as some other cards, is uh, Summoner's Egg. 
It is a card that says um, it's a zero four for four artifact creature that when it enters the battlefield, you imprint a card from your hand onto it. You put Phage the Untouchable on a summoner's egg. And then when summoner's egg dies, the creature enters the battlefield immediately. And Phage the Untouchable says if the creature entered the battlefield but wasn't cast from your hand, you lose the game. So what you do is you put Phage the Untouchable under a summoner's egg, use Harmless Offering or some other way to hand the summoner's egg to your opponent, give it to them, and then destroy it somehow. Or actually, the other cool thing is the, the card that's imprinted is face down. So they don't get to see it. They don't get to know what it is. And so if they aren't wise to what you're up to, they might sacrifice it for value and then boom, all, or block an incoming attacker. And then all of a sudden they just lose. It's that simple. Um, so that is, well, I say simple. It's clearly a convoluted way to win the game, but it is possible. You can do it. And uh, it's fun. <laughs> Super duper fun. So cards like Harmless Offering give you those kinds of interactions, those kinds of synergies. And Cards that come alongside, come along with downsides are ubiquitous in Magic. There are cards like Lord of the Pit, which is a 7-7 that at the beginning of your upkeep, you have to sacrifice a creature or it deals 7 damage to you. Um, you know, the idea is it's hungry, it must feed, and if it can't, it's going to take a bite out of you. You know, it kind of makes sense. You know, it, it fits flavorfully. And uh, cards like that uh, have kind of this long history in Magic. And I think Harmless Offering and other ways that you can give them to your opponents weaponizes them in a cool way that I guarantee was never intended when they first started coming out. That said, by the time Harmless Offering hit the field, by the time Harmless Offering showed up, um, other effects that granted that kind of ability or like the, the switch ability or handing something to your opponent did exist and people were using them in this way. And so I think by the time Harmless Offering showed up, which was in Eldritch Moon, if I'm not mistaken, um, they actually were, they might have, I'm sure the designers were wise to those types of interactions, which is why this costs three, because otherwise this would be an unplayable effect, frankly. Like if you didn't have some way to weaponize something to, by handing it to your opponent. Um, oh, another great example is um, Treacherous Blessing from Theros Beyond Death. It's one in a black for an enchantment that says when it enters the battlefield, you draw three cards, but then for the rest of the game, for as long as it's around, Every time you cast a spell, you lose one life. So you hand, so you, it enters the battlefield, you draw a bunch of cards, you spend one life and three mana to Harmless Offering, hand it to your opponent. You've gotten all of the benefit, they get all the downside. Um, it's lovely. You can do all kinds of fun things. The other thing is, that's worth noting about Harmless Offering specifically, target opponent gains control of target permanent you control. It's any permanent. That could be lands, that could be enchantments, that could be, I mean, you name it. So if you find yourself shackled with something you don't want, being able to just pawn it off on your opponent uh, can be really powerful. And if you've built your deck to do just that, you can do some really cool things. Um, another thing I love about the Harmless Offering, like the, the card is the artwork. So it depicts a figure. We don't get to see their face, but it depicts a fi figure holding out a kitten. And what's not to love about a kitten? It's adorable. And it's got this big smile on its face. It's absolutely fantastic. However, there are two details that are really telling about this image. Um, one, and, and they're both on kind of the right side of the, the right side of the frame, if you will. The one is the cat's tail. Um, it is, so it's in shadow, so it's difficult to see, but it looks like the tip of the tail has something going on. There's some kind of, um, 
it doesn't it doesn't look like a normal cat's tail let's put it that way it looks almost like there's a mouth at the end of it which there definitely shouldn't be a mouth at the end of a cat's tail um it is in shadow so it's a little difficult to see it also looks like it might be slightly discolored but that might be an it might be because of the lighting however it's worth noting that this came out in Eldritch Moon. This is when the Eldrazi were taking over Innistrad, or at least were trying to take over. Were, were, there were Eldrazi on Innistrad. And so what it appears to be is this cat is slowly undergoing this transformation into an Eldrazi horror, and it's starting with their tail. So that is a very interesting, um, very interesting detail. The other detail that's worth noting is... Uh, the the figure's hand, their left hand that they are using to kind of, you know, not necessarily hold the cat up, but kind of be ready to catch the cat if they were to like slip. Um, it looks as though, well, there is a bandage on their thumb. Their left thumb clearly has been uh, bitten or cut. There's something has happened there, and so you can see this cat is clearly has clearly hurt this person. Something awful is happening, and they are trying to give it away. They are just trying to pawn this cat off on somebody. Which, as far as the flavor of the card goes, perfect. Like a plus flavor. They nailed it. Um, and the cat's adorable when you look at its face. When you look at its tail, not so much. But yeah. So and the other other interesting thing is. This is a rare, like this looks to me like it could have been an uncommon. This is definitely what many people would consider slush rares or bulk bin rares, because this is not the kind of card that sees mainstream appeal in most metas or in most formats. This is not the kind of thing that you can build around easily. This looks like a kind of goofy card that you would put in a commander deck um, or in some kind of weird janky brew, not necessarily a competitive strong deck. Um, that said, those kinds of cards can sometimes break free and find weird, inter inter interesting um, meta shares. Specifically in combo decks is really where you end up seeing the most. And, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some way in, say, Modern or Legacy to take advantage of Harmless Offering to produce some cool effects. I wish I knew those metas better so that I could speak to that, but unfortunately I do not. If you are aware of uh, a deck that actually sees play, that sees Harmless Offering um, see play in any of these formats, I'd love to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to leave uh, a note in the comments um, explaining, you know, where you might where we might find harmless offering actually being played outside of zedru decks and commander because that's the one place i can think of for sure um but yeah i think this card is great um like i said i've used it in historic you can do some fun things with it i really enjoy it very very much um alternate win conditions weird combos the possibility is there like the possibilities are definitely there and uh you have to think outside the box a little bit but isn't that what we want to do all right. Thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. Um, this has been Random Wednesday on the Overthinking MTG podcast. My name is Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. I stream over there weekday mornings, and uh, I will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks so much.